Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of the Believe in UCLA football podcast. I am your co-host, James H. Williams, a reporter and editor for the Orange County Register and the Southern California News Group. And as always, I'm here with my co-host, former UCLA linebacker, Josh Woods. Uh, Josh, we have a special guest with us here today. Do you want to go ahead and introduce him? <laughs> a lot I can say about this guy. Uh, known him for quite a while now. Um, interesting. We want to bring him on this week because he's seen both sides of this matchup. So, uh, Theo Howard, welcome to the show. Hey man, appreciate it. Uh, good. I'm glad to be here with you guys. Uh, I've been waiting to get on the podcast for a little bit for a little while now, so I'm glad I could finally be here. Hey, we're we're happy to have you on. Um, I've been I've been wanting to talk to you forever. I think the um you decided to um transfer or enter the transfer portal um while you're at UCLA. I think my first week covering the team. So I think we we like barely missed each other like that same week. So I never had a chance to talk to you before. So it's my first time I think really ever talking to you. I've talked to you on Twitter before, but um nice to have you on. Yeah. I'm glad to have you here. Um you there's just there's so many different ways we can go with it. If I'm not mistaken, it was just last year. I'm it's kind of all a blur just because I'm so into this season, but it was just last year you were you were wearing red and you were playing for Utah. And do I have that correct? Yeah, last year I was at Utah. It was a, it was a quick like it was a quick little six months, but it was definitely very event, event, eventful. Um, but yeah, last year I was, I was with the Utah Utes. Um, and I saw your tweet that that said, you're kind of torn on on uh where to go with this game. Obviously UCLA and Utah are playing this week. Um, UCLA is coming off of a big game, a big win over Washington. Um. Since that tweet, have you kind of decided one way or another? I know there's a lot of familiar faces, probably for both sides on the on, for this game. This, for this you. is what this is what we really brought you on here for. <laughs> you got to pick us. You can't Literally, sit on the fence. I've, you got to pick a side. I've had so many people hit me up this week, like, bro, you got to pick a side. Um, I don't know, man. Like, obviously, I play for both squads, and I got love for 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 everybody on both of those teams. Um, obviously, I feel like I have a little bit of like bias and UCLA is my, like, it's my, I'm an alumni. That's the school I graduated from. So obviously mm-hmm. I'm always, gonna, I'm always going to root for them, but um, <clears throat> I definitely got a lot of love for the youths and a lot of guys who are still playing over there. So I, I wish them well, I wish them both well in the game. Um, So I'm excited to watch that this Saturday. Are you, are you going to the, are you going to go to the game at all? Or where are you going to watch yeah, it at? If you don't mind. Yeah, I'll definitely be there. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. So what sideline are you standing on? <laughs> I can't go on the Utah sideline. Come on. That's that's all right. Fair. So you're that's... on UCLA side. That's all you had to say. <laughs> no, kick me out if I go over there. Um <laughs> wait, where the Utah game was in Utah. Is this when was the last time you were at the Rose Bowl? Uh when we played Ohio State in the Rose Bowl. Oh yeah. I was there for, oh, yeah, I was there. For he that. got to yeah, he got to play in the real one. <laughs> he got to yeah, play in was- what what was that experience like? Actually, I forgot I forgot all about it because one thing I noticed not a knock on UCLA or its fans, but it was a whole different level. I've been to a few Rose Bowl games now, and the press box is shaking, and I'm like, whoa! Like I was here all season and didn't have any of this, and then you get to the Rose Bowl game, and it's like kind of crazy. How was it like being on the field for that game? 
exactly man that was that was that was really different i'm not gonna lie to you um and like i hate to make it seem like oh like we don't like people don't go to ucla's games but it was just so weird seeing it like that you know you see it on tv with all the classic rose bowl games that have been played but like when you're actually there in person in every I'm, I'm pretty sure almost every single seat was like filled with, yeah. uh, pulled up and it was it was loud I mean it was definitely a great like a great atmosphere just because that was the first time Utah had ever like gotten to a Rose Bowl I'm pretty sure and um just like everything that was going on that year so like the Utah fans definitely came and showed up and we I, I think we outnumbered like the Ohio State fans by like double triple um that's so that atmosphere was crazy it was it was unbelievable it was super loud and that was that was probably one of the best games i've ever been a part of in my life that's that's one of the things i wanted to ask you about because i feel like i noticed just just you know being your friend and following you on twitter and stuff like that just seeing i feel like the support of the utah fan base even like on Twitter, but I'm just saying in general, like it seems like they really cared about you guys and the team and like would do anything for y'all. Did you notice a difference between the UCLA fan base and the Utah fan base? Um, I, I, I think I do. I feel like out in, I feel like everybody knows like Utah, Utah fans are definitely very like very supportive and like they love football and it's like definitely out in Salt Lake City the two or in Utah in general, like the two professional teams are like the jazz and, and like the Utah Utes. So like, that's all people watch out there. That's all like, those are the games that people go to, but it, it's kind of hard just because last year it was so special and it was like, everybody was very supportive just because of like what we had went through and just the, the deaths of our teammates and everything that we, we dealt with. So I think the, the love and support was like multiplied just because of that um but yeah i mean yeah it was, it was they're definitely very supportive and and loving over there um yeah. i felt like i was like jealous not jealous in a way but it's like dang i feel like they were like ride or die for y'all where it's like i feel like sometimes ucla fans are just not mm-hmm. as supportive or like you know sometimes they seem fair weather or like they seem like they hating on us but it seemed like utah like they were all for y'all yeah, it can I feel like it can seem like it's very up and down with the with the fan support. Um it's I, I feel like it's very like if they're winning games and the fan support is up, if they're if they're losing games and the fan support is down, whereas like other schools, no matter whether the team is losing or or not, like obviously people are gonna have something to say about it or people are gonna complain, but they're still gonna be at those games. They're still gonna ride or die. So I- I think for like for me, um, like a lot of people on Twitter, I'm always having to ask or answer like and sometimes I feel like I'm defending UCLA and, you know, I it, it's whatever for me. But it's like a lot of people forget or a lot of people point the finger at Chip Kelly for like the attendance or why things aren't going right, et cetera, et cetera. And like, you know, we see all the Rose Bowl empty seats and stuff um, on social media and stuff. And a lot of it's like and I think you kind of laid out some of it there. It's like in Utah there's two professional teams more or less or there there's only so many teams you can care about you have the jazz um you have utah and then whatever utah state whatever love is for utah state for byu for example but out here in la there's two of every team in professional leagues and and if you 
at the college level, I mean, obviously there's so many college teams, but USC and UCLA, but everything other than the Sparks, um, there, there's two LA teams in every league. And it was when, I think it was either a year before or after Chip Kelly got to UCLA that the Rams and the Chargers got there. So, of course, yeah. attendance isn't going to be because Josh would say all the time, he's like, yeah, when I was getting recruited to go there, the Rose Bowl was jumping. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't think the Rams and the Chargers were in town yet. So for me, that's something I always point out to fans and they're like, oh, yeah, that's that's true. Um, I, I, and it's, I think the Rose Bowl, my freshman year was the last time I seen it like pretty full. Like when we played BYU, I, I think the stadium like. I don't know, it wasn't sold out, but it was majority like everywhere. I think when Theo came, the tennis went down. So maybe it was Theo's fault. Oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, damn, no, I, I don't think it was me. Maybe it was me because our <laughs> freshman year, we were not very good. I'm not going to lie. And I think that's probably, that might have been where it started. It might have been where it started. Your it was your class's fault. It was my class's fault. Uh, were you a, Were you a class before? I meant to look it up, but. I had a bunch of other stuff. Who who's recruiting class? Who got there first? You or Josh? Josh. I was there. I was there first. Oh, you were okay. Theo was in the same class with we were with like Lokenny and uh JJ Mike and Breland and mm, JJ. Okay. That that group. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, one thing to just kind of looking up different things about you and stuff, Theo. Well, not like different things, but like looking at your resume and your journey. And I, I'd have to look, I'd kind of ask this question, but I, you might be the only person who's been with three different programs and have played all the teams you, you played the you played for the three teams and you've also played against the three teams. Is, yeah. did, has that, did that ever cross your mind at all? Or like when you're standing on the opposing sideline for some of these games? It did. I mean, wait, wait, wait. So obviously when I was at UCLA, I played Oklahoma and then I was at Oklahoma. I don't you think play- we... You played Oklahoma and Utah in the same season at UCLA. And yeah, then, that is true. Yeah. And then for, yeah. I, I guess, when you were at Oklahoma, you, you didn't play either. Uh, no, you didn't play UCLA or Utah. But when you were at Utah, you played UCLA. So you've technically kind of played all those teams. Did that cross your mind? Or is it ever kind of like this weird, like, Twilight Zone moment for you? It does. Um, especially, like, last year when I was when I was playing UCLA. It was just like. It was just weird just because so many I feel like so many years had gone by and then like COVID just kind of exaggerated everything. And so many of the younger guys that I played with were still there. And it was just so interesting to see them as like seniors and like juniors. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. Like these these dudes are like they're like grown men now, like and they're they're getting ready to move on, like Kyle Phillips and all those different guys. But like so it, it was definitely interesting to see. Um. Real quick, well, maybe not real quick, depends on your answer. But um, so there's two different comparisons and they don't necessarily have to be bad. I'm just I'm just curious uh, because obviously USC, I mean, yeah, UCLA and Utah are playing this week. What are the differences in coaching styles between Kyle Whittingham and Chip Kelly? <laughs> um, I think that Chip is, he takes a very like, analytic scientific approach to how he does everything um everything i feel like with chip is very like numbers and stats and even like when he's like just managing players and like how much he wants to play them like how many 
like how many how much he wants them on the field and like throughout the week in practice and in the game. I think that's I think that's his like his approach. And then I think Kyle Whittingham, he's he's very much of a, a old school coach. He's like a, a tough, like, you know, the tough nitty gritty. He's like a man's man, right? Yeah. Thug it out. Don't complain. Um, <laughs> Motorcycles. Like physical punch him in the mouth. <laughs> Doesn't he write? Doesn't he ride a motorcycle to practice or something? I think I heard something. <laughs> no. Isn't that like a thing? No, I've, definitely, I've definitely seen him. I think I've heard that, that before. I swear I've, I've seen him on like a Harley or something. I haven't seen him ride a motorcycle to our, like when I was there, but he may have. I think I heard that was a thing. Um, and then just on on the, just one more comparison for you. And then I'll let Josh ask you some things or you guys can kind of reflect on some old stories and stuff. Cause I'd be curious about that. Um, but DTR, Cam Rising. Just tell me a little bit about those guys and and being able to catch passes from from both of them. Um, yeah, both of those guys are obviously they're at the top of their game right now. Um, I'll probably I'll start with DTR. He's definitely it's. I tell him like I've been telling them I'm I've been telling him this a lot lately. Uh, I've been telling him that it's it's just very. I'm so proud of him and like it's just been great to watch his growth because when I was when I was there the first two years. Obviously, he was he was switching back and forth with Wilton, and then he finally got his job. But obviously, he was going through some of his growing pains his freshman and sophomore year, um, like trying to find his groove. And um, people used to give him a lot of flack. They still for, do. <laughs> they still do. They give him so much flack, and they used to give him so much flack um, just about his game and just, like, everything that was happening. And I used to tell people all the time, like, this kid is going to be so special. Like, once he – once he finally just improves like the little things that are very normal for like underclassmen and like freshmen and sophomores, like once he finally gets those down, he's going to be, he's going to be dangerous. And I think that's what we're seeing now. He's so dynamic. He's killing teams, being able to run the ball. And he's, he's kind of fixed his little, uh, his, his little things in the passing game, which is accuracy and just in touch and things like that. And just reading the defense. So I'm I'm really proud of the kid. He's he's really doing good right now. And then Cam, Cam is somebody that I've known since high school. Um, oh, okay. going to Newberry Park mm-hmm. and uh, me going to Westlake, and uh, I love playing with Cam just because like I I tell people all the time, he's kind of the definition of a quarterback just who just figures it out. Like everything's not going perfect. Like everything's not always going to be going perfect. Like the pocket breaks down, and everything just goes to chaos but he's going to figure out what to do he's going to make a play like i think you i think you guys have seen like some of his plays in the rose bowl where he's he's spinning off a dude stiff arming dudes and he just finds a way to end up in the end zone and he's just a great leader he's very um he's somebody that at utah guys look up to and guys are going to obviously want to lead them and fall behind so um he's a really good quarterback i can attest to that it's like his growth is like crazy and it was like I always say it sucks that we didn't get to experience this Dorian just because he was he had to grow up. You know what I'm saying? It's like we, you guys were at different points on, in your yeah, guys' yeah, career. Like when, yeah. when we were at our best, he just wasn't mature. Like he had he had to grow up first. And it's like if we had this Dorian with some of the older defensive players that we had in my last few years, like what a difference it'd be because i mean we had playmakers like we had theo and other guys like felt and other guys were uh you know but it was just like he needed to go through those growing pains to get where he is now so it's like like theo said like so proud of him for like 
now he he's arrived for real. And like mm-hmm. I was saying all offseason, like I think his approach into the season, like I could tell it was different simply off the fact that he wasn't posting on Instagram the way he usually does. <laughs> yeah. I like to me, I was like, oh, like I think he's like really channeling it and like really figuring it out. Like he's not worried about things he used to worry about before because he's about to show everybody how great he is. And I mean, it's been on display for these uh, first five games. Um, no. But no. Theo. Yeah, go ahead. Let me think. I think I have a top highlight for you against Utah, but I was wondering, like, what are your favorite plays as a Bruin and then when you're at Utah, like your favorite memories or plays? Um, shoot, my favorite plays. So definitely the, the one-handed catch against Utah was definitely a highlight at Utah. The uh the touchdown that I had in USC over Big E was definitely um another one on like the deep post with Wilton. Um and then the catch from Josh in Texas AM where he just kind of threw it up in there and I caught it. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I caught it. That was that was definitely a top tier moment. So those are top three. Um with Utah, shoot, there was a I'm not gonna lie, there was a lot of good memories in that short span of a short span of a year. I mean it was it was weird because I had I'd come from Oklahoma and we had won like the the Big Twelve championship, which is very regular for them, like every year. Mm-hmm. But for Utah, when I got there, it was kind of like we keep getting to the Pac twelve championship and we keep getting right there and we keep losing. And like I remember that's what like guys used to say all the time when I was there, and they were like, We just have to finish. Like we get so close and we just have to finish. And like when they won it, it was it was definitely a good feeling to be a part of that, especially just uh, to do it for like Ty and, and Alo. That was definitely cool. And then just being a part of that Rose Bowl, that's something that like you'll be able to tell your kids and and show your family one day. I mean, I have the jersey hung up in my room right now, so it's definitely a great memory. And that's like a, a full circle just kind of moment for you. Like you start your career. And finish your career in the Rose Bowl. Does any of that, like, did that play into your mind at all, kind of even going into that game? Or when did you realize that? 100%. Um, I mean, definitely throughout the week of the Rose Bowl, I was, my coach kind of mentioned it to me. And I was, I was like, yeah, man, like, it's crazy. And especially when I, especially during pregame warmups, when we got there and I was just in the end zone looking around and I was just like, wow, like, this is going to be my last game in college football. And this is where it all, it was, this is where it all started. So, it, it was pretty cool. Um, Josh talks a lot about a lot of other UCLA Bruins and and breaks down a lot of plays and different things. Um, t- tell me a good Josh Wood story, or, or what? It would tell me tell me something that maybe people don't know about Josh because not enough people talk about Josh <laughs> on this podcast. So what do you what do you have about Josh that the people need to know? Um, Josh. Something be honest now. Be be honest. We we want on this. No, 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 no. This is a safe space. Definitely. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like sometimes Josh may come off to like the media or like fans as somebody who's kind of like just obviously he's a well mannered kid. He speaks very well. Um, a very a very nice guy, but. Josh is very I don't think a lot of people see this but he's very he's funny he's 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 a funny guy um okay. we've definitely had plenty of laughs together and we're always like joking around and we've definitely had a lot of laughs whether it's like in class because we I feel like me and Josh have had a lot of classes together for some reason did you were you yeah. a poli sci major no but I just I don't know I was always around <laughs> the area yeah <laughs> you're just around 
Yeah, he's <laughs> around in the same classes for some reason. But no, nah, Josh is Josh is a funny guy for sure. And with Josh, it seemed like uh, from talking to Lokenny, and I'm not surprised by any of this, where Josh was, Lokenny, and um, and what, and Chris? Was it Chris? There, you guys were like oh, always in a in the, sa- in the same the duo right there. That is the duo right there. <laughs> but the <laughs> same, okay. So like the same, the same way that me and Chris around, it'd be him and Felt. Oh, Felt, Felt was and, your guy. Him, okay. him and Jermiji Felton, yeah. So it was like them two in it on me. Us two. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, Felt and me were. Felt, yeah, it was like me felt in um in J Will Jordan Wilson, like it was definitely us three, and like I don't even think that like relationship or that like bond kind of formed until like we were upperclassmen, cause like when we first came in, we all had our kind of like, I feel like we all had our like different friend groups, and then like once we really started playing together, it kind of like formed. I don't know how it was for you and like Lokini and Draws, but you guys were all in the same room, so. But I mean, at the at the same time, like I'm a year before all you guys. So, mm-hmm. but the thing I think the thing for me was, so when I came in early, I was the only like linebacker that came in early. So like, I felt like I didn't have a class. <laughs> so like I, you know, what I'm saying. So like the class yeah. before me, kind of like had already gone through their freshman year, and then by the time my class came. It was like they already were together. So I was kind of middle. And I had always been talking to Lokini the whole time yeah, like, throughout the whole process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so like since high school, me and Lokini had been pretty close. Like the whole time I was there, I was still talking to Lok. So when he came in early, I remember like you came in early too. But like when Lok came in early, like immediately I just, me and him were always together. And then draws came like the following summer. And then it just, I don't know. It's just, we just morphed into like our, that was our just, we were just always together. I don't know how, but like for you, it was like, I don't know how that happened too. Cause you came in early. And I remember like also seeing you kind of develop into who you were. Cause when you came by yourself, you were kind of like locked in. Like, Hey, I was Theo so came locked in, in. Hey, came in like a freshman year. <laughs> yes. Theo was like from day lie. one, like Theo was a pro. He came in bald head, ready to go. Headphones <laughs> on. Always as good. He was always. <laughs> Always going to, uh, always going to get extra uh, workouts in. Like I feel like I'd always catch him going to get an extra lift in. I'm like, oh, this guy is serious. He's about his business. So, I came in hot. I'm not gonna lie. That first spring camp, I came in hot, bro. I came in, I came in trying to take somebody's job. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> JJ what? was my roommate freshman year. Like me and that was just so interesting. Honestly, me and JJ as roommates, like two totally different people, but like. Yeah, ended up being a cool friendship. Wait, JJ, I'm blank. Um, Molson. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, um, where did you have a chip on your shoulder, or or was it just like what was it about that you were just all about your business, like from the jump, like you were just setting the standard or the expectation, or, or what? What was the mindset was for so, you? I was just so ready to prove myself. Like, I don't know, just going to games and like as a senior in high school and seeing all that, and then having obviously for me I was like one of the top rated like wide receivers mm-hmm. I think one of the, I think I was me or like Jordan Payne was like one of the most top rated receiver crews they ever, ever had at UCLA but like I felt like there was like a little bit of pressure on me to like be that guy so mm-hmm. I wanted to prove like myself right and everybody else right and Josh could tell you like spring camp I came in hot <laughs> yeah I mean Theo was going at the top 
corners like one-on-ones like first week you know but that was his like mentality coming in and I think you like amongst your class like you you might have been one of the only guys kind of like on offense wise hitting yeah like getting reps with Rosen you know Mm. yeah because there's a lot of I think there was still a few older receivers when you came in huh yeah, it was I mean it was J Laz, DA, um, K dub, um, A V D. Yeah. So um and oh um Clark Phillips, by the way, um has three interceptions, has one come uh, returns one for a touchdown. Um he played at La Habra High. Josh just yeah. uh, mentioned last or I guess earlier this week. Oh yeah, he was um he I remember him at his visit. UCLA so Josh dropped the ball on getting Clark Phillips there but uh, Clark Phillips will be at the Rose Bowl uh in a Utah that, uniform that, like I said <laughs> that was on Darnay hey I'm not gonna lie well I didn't even know if we had a chance with him no like, you didn't I, I, but I'm just blaming Josh but no I'm talking about somebody else oh like okay I had Chris Olave, I had Chris Olave as recruit and like he I was his host and like he, I was, we were, we were chilling in the room and I was like, I was, I didn't know anything about the kid. And I was like, mm. I was like, who are you? Like, who did you get offered by? Like, what other schools are you considering? And he was like, oh, like Ohio state, like here. And I'm pretty sure he said Utah. And I was just like, that's a really interesting like group. And I, in my mind, I was like, like Ohio state, I'm not going to lie to you. Like mm-hmm. me, me and Chris are friends and we're cool to this day, but I was just like, oh, like, I don't know. Like, they got some dudes over there. And then obviously he ended up picking Ohio State and the rest is history. <laughs> we'll we'll get to Clark Phillips in a second then. Um, I guess and, and like with Josh too, like with some of these guys, it's like, you know, you're just hosting them on the trip on their trips or their visits or whatever. And then you like see them become the players that they are. Like, the like, how do you feel? Like sometimes it's like, damn, like maybe I didn't give it my all to get him to UCLA or something. I I, I don't think I heard about him taking a visit to UCLA. It's crazy because it, I had him, and then I remember it was my last year before I got into the portal. Jameson Williams was there, and like I was talking to his parents, and I had no idea who like the kid was. I was just like, "Oh, Coach uh, Jimmy Doherty." He was just like, "Oh, this mm-hmm. kid from, from St. Louis." Just talk to his parents and just like tell them like, what you think about the school, how you like it here, and um, yeah, and I I had no idea. <laughs> so <laughs> I, like you. You guys go into these things like blind sometimes. You don't know a day in advance. It's just like, oh, hey, yes. talk talk to this kid. Like sometimes you, you don't know okay, how many. You don't know what star recruit he is or not. Like you don't know. Like sometimes you just not know anything. Unless he's a local kid, mm-hmm. then like I know who he is. But if he's somebody from the East Coast, I don't really know. Yeah, no, that's yeah. Fair. Like like I'm saying like the I only probably hosted like three or four times, and one of them was Lokani, so it didn't really count. Like yeah, that don't count. I just took him to hang, like, he was just hanging out with me the whole time. But like with the other ones, one one of them, I remember I got brought in the office and they were like, all right, this kid's from uh so-and-so and whatever. And then um like he told me where he was, but I was like, okay, like I'm just like he's just way younger than me, so whatever. But like uh, like a lot of the other times, I feel like you're just kind of thrown on the spot of even if you weren't even hosting and say mm-hmm. you were just around the facility, you're just walking by there. minding your business, right? Yeah. Like you're blindsided. <laughs> like you have so many things going on. And then the coach would be like, Hey, yo, talk to this kid and his parents real quick. And it's like, 
like me, I know I'm gonna represent and say the right things, mm -hmm. but I know I wasn't able to like really lock in and be like, oh, this is who you are. This is where you're from. Cause I have right. so much other things going on, which it's just like, I guess it's tough because college, like you can't expect, you know, college well, kids to be. Well, that's the kind of the thing though, too, because everyone's kind of looking for something different or sometimes it's the facilities or, or if they can play right away, like there's different things. So for you guys, it's kind of almost unfair. You get thrown in the mix on these things and you don't know what to sell them or, or what the right things to kind of, you know, kind of push them in the right direction that, Hey, this is the place for you. Um, I, you know, sometimes we, I, we don't see a lot of these visits and stuff happen. Um, Dylan Gabriel was one that I kind of saw. I saw him walking. Um, I don't, he wasn't even with the player at the time, but it was during the off season. He ended up going to Oklahoma. Um, but he committed for, for a quick minute at UCLA during this past off season. But I remember seeing him and I'm like, who is this dude? Like, I feel like I know him from somewhere or like something. And, and he, and then he had like a camera guy with him or something. So I knew he had to be somebody. Um, and then he goes to practice and gives Chip this big hug. And he like um, commits verbally like a week later. And I'm like, Oh, duh. It was, you know, Dylan Gabriel. I'm like, okay, I know who that is, but it's just like, you know, I see dudes walking around campus all the time. I'm like, I don't know who they are. So, I mean, so exactly, I, I can imagine exactly. it's like they're just just dudes. And you're like, that's the dude who could turn your program around. But you don't even know or, you you know, you don't know these guys are going to the NFL or something like that. So it's kind of trippy. You see that's them uh, later. Well, for you, I mean, they're uh, some of those guys were on the opposite Brown sideline for the Rose Bowl game. Right. Um, Olave. Olave. Was he there? A lot? He was on Ohio I mean, State last year, right? Yeah, was that two he, was, years ago? he was there. He didn't play. He opted oh. out. He didn't. Jameson that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was at Ohio State, but he transferred to Alabama. Oh yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Wait. Okay. So who? I'm interested in that little bit. Who hosted you? Think, like, what made you choose mm. UCLA? That's a good question. So, um, I was hosted. My host was Jordan Payton. Um, I had oh. kind of known Jordan. I had known Jordan, Cam Judge, Ishmael, all the all the Oaks Christian guys for a while because I had went to Oaks Christian. I was from that area, so um. For my high school recruiting, I really, truthfully, I didn't want to leave the state of California. And, like, I wasn't ready to do that yet. But I did I did go on visit to, like, A&M. And I went to – I was committed at, to Oregon at the time. But ultimately, it kind of came down to, like, UCLA, USC, and A&M. And um, just – I think kind of because all of those guys from Oaks Christian were at UCLA, that kind of made me feel comfortable. and. I had gone to UCLA the most and just talked to Yarbs, talked to Coach Mora, and it just kind of felt more like home. I didn't really know anybody like that at USC. And yeah, you wouldn't have fit in over there. We know that. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what? Anywhere. I was at three he different. Could, schools. I was gonna I was say. Like, I mean, <laughs> I was just. Th I was thinking as he was talking. I'm like, but, this dude like was going to different schools. Like he challenged. You're like challenging yourself like year after year, going in with a new group of people, proving yourself, maybe doing the ball head thing. Josh was talking about. But okay, I have a question for you guys because I talk yeah. to people about this often. Okay, do you think, or or you, Josh, at least, yeah. do you think there's a difference between kids who go to USC and UCLA on the football 100%. team? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Do you want to expand on that answer, or you expand on that, Josh? <laughs> well, I mean, I think the old, I I don't know because I feel like the the culture at it's a little different now. SC changed. Yeah, it might be a little now than when it was, but I think like before, bro, like. I didn't, I knew I wasn't, I wouldn't fit in over there. Like the culture of it is like, they wanted to be tough and like so bad. 
I feel like that was USC's thing. Like they wanted to be like tough guys so bad, but it's like we all grew up playing against each other. Like we all know each other. But like when they had go mm-hmm. over there and while they're playing for SC, I swear their energy was different than like whatever. But at the same time, me personally, I like around UCLA, like you know the area, it's so much more chill. Like Yeah. Location wise. Uh-oh. Location wise, I mean, you step outside that it, it campus line, like, like, and like, I want to say, like, it kind of felt like we were just like the spoiled, like, like kids. But I think that's that. when people had us messed up, though, because that's, we still were, like, we still had dogs. This is the area, yes, but we still like, like, we we were tougher than people thought. Off of that, though, like, we would get, we would get that. But at the same time, USC guys had like it was the opposite they thought they were tougher because they went to sc or like i think they still had that like sc like sc still has that nostalgia in the culture of the 2000s like reggie bush like but even those times where they weren't good they still felt they act more entitled than us truthfully they they do even when you play them like yeah when you play them you can feel like they feel like they're supposed to win just because they're at sc yes 100 yeah no, there's like definitely play, they play and like they just they're out there like oh like we're gonna win because we're SC and it's like no it is not like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. that's why I I want to get Caleb on for that very like for questions like that because mm-hmm. I mean he's one of the I can get that on there. he's one of the only guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah, because I'm like talk to him. I don't know if we want to get him before the SC game or literally the SC week though. We could probably but, get him. I mean, we can... talk to him about it. We could de- we definitely could get him on there because he's like, one of the only guys that's cro- crossed those lines. That's played for I both. Think, well, yeah. Jay, uh, Jay. Well, Jay was uh, what's his name? The D lineman. I don't think he ever. Oh, Jay, up, Jay he playing for SC. Uh, he was he went through all of spring camp, and because but then because of the pandemic, he didn't he didn't get a chance to go do visits. So he kind of had to settle on on USC. But after spring camp, then. He just kind of was like, nah, this isn't it. And I, he was like in the start, he was getting like first team reps in spring, but still said like, nah, I think things opened up and he was able to like to go to UCLA or something. And he, and he just went, he went and was there like the first day of fall. So um, just going back, we were talking about some other stuff, got a little, little sidetracked, but it was good stuff. I just wanted to talk again, just a little bit more about Clark Phillips, um, three interceptions, one return for a touchdown. He said he was talking to the guys on the sideline and, and um, you know, in the post-game interview, he's like, oh, yeah, I was talking to the guys on the sideline and told them, yeah, you know, I, I didn't return all of them for touchdowns because apparently he returned three interceptions all back for touchdowns in a game at La Habra High School. So this was like light work for him, I guess, against Oregon State this past week. But just tell me about Clark Phillips, what you know about him, uh, what kind of duty is and what kind of test uh, Dorian and that offense will be up against against a guy like Clark um shoot i mean that i mean that performance against oregon state was crazy i I don't think i've ever seen anything like that ever um so props to him but no clark clark is a great guy like he's somebody who's generally like genuinely a good human being um a really good dude very focused very driven um very serious he's he's one of the guys who i would consider like a professional he's he's one who's in there early for workouts um who's always getting extra work, who's always in the film room. He's uh, somebody who's obviously he's very built. He come, he came in Utah with the, I mean, I think he was dang near a five-star, a five-star yeah. athlete. Mm-hmm. He, 
he had the chance to either go to Ohio State and he chose Utah, which was surprising. Hey, that, kind of surprising, surprising yeah. but obviously, obviously Utah has that pipeline of getting guys to the league defensively. I mean, and offensively too. Mm-hmm. But Clark is a Clark is a great player. I think Clark's biggest attribute is his um his his just knowledge of the game and his film study. I think uh, obviously he's a great player. He has great instincts. He's very twitchy. Um, he has great feet, but I think he puts himself in really good positions a lot of the times because of his film study. He's always going to notice things based on your alignment. Um, he knows offenses, offenses tendencies. Uh, he he studies his opponent, and that's something that I definitely noticed while I was there. We've definitely had we definitely had our fair share of battles, and he's a great player. So. I can't wait to see what uh, what happens. I can't wait to see if I, I don't know if Clark is going to be moving like that's what I want. That's kind of what I, I want to know. Is he going to be on Bobo or is are they going to move him around? I don't, think so. I don't think so. I think they're going to leave him on that that one side. But definitely he's he's definitely going to be studying film and he's going to be he's going to be noticing things uh, in the film room. So definitely uh, I can't wait to see that. Um, who were some of the best DBs you've gone up against? Cause you probably in practice with like Darnay and some of those, who's the best D- DB you've been up. And also um, have you ever gone one-on-one with Josh and who won? <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I was just, just to start that off. Me and Josh <laughs> don't know. We've never gone up with each other. Uh, shoot. No, not J- <laughs> um, the best DB that I've gone against. Mm-hmm. Like I would, I talk to people about this when I look, like think back on my long college career, I've gone against a lot of really good DBs. Like I, I went against Byron Murphy, who's oh, yeah. obviously in the league now. I went, to, I went against Biggie, um, I went against Jack Jack, I went against Darnay every single day. I went against Fabe, and I really would like to say Fabe Moreau was the best DB that I've gone against um slept on but he's obviously very good but i would have liked to see me and fabe go against each other once i was like a older yeah my my game got a lot lot better throughout those three years and like i was it was freshman me freshman me going against fabe Mm -hmm. so he but he like he's a tall corner who runs a four three he's very physical um and he was just always somebody who was just so sticky in coverage. And I, I always like admired his game and he was just very like dedicated and very, um, very focused. And he was a leader in the locker room. Um, I'm going to, I want to leave time for Josh to ask you some questions. So I'll, I'll kind of finish with this one for me. Um, Lincoln Riley comes to town, comes, you know, he's, he's there at USC now. And again, like that's just another like tie for you. Like just another guy, another familiar face now in LA for you. Um, what what did you learn from him? What what was his coaching style like? And um what have you seen from him with the Trojans so far if you're keeping a close eye on them at all? Um shoot, my guy Link. Uh I, I learned a lot of stuff from Link. I would say Link is his coaching style is very laid back, chill. He doesn't he's not somebody who likes to do a lot of yelling or just spending a whole bunch of his his energy. Um but He's definitely somebody who is very creative, obviously, offensive-wise. Mm-hmm. I think everybody knows that. I think the biggest thing I learned from Link is 
the way in which he schemes up plays for his receivers. I think there's a lot of coaches or offensive coordinators who their offense, I don't even know, like they make it, they make it complicated. But when I played with Link, Lincoln made it very simple for wide receivers. If you're a guy who he's, he's identified as like their go-to guy, he's going to draw up plays and make it very simple for you. Um, so you don't have to do a lot of work. He'll, he'll draw up something and it'll just, he'll basically tell you, Hey, like you have a post route or you have a go route and the corner's playing 10 yards off. All you have to do is win. It's very simple. That's all you have to do. And I think you're seeing that with Jordan Addison. Um, and obviously his offense has always produced really good quarterbacks with Caleb, uh, Spencer, uh, Baker, and all those yeah. different Tyler and all those different guys. So uh, Link's Link's cool. I love Link. He's he's definitely a cool guy. Uh, Josh, you have any any questions for Theo? I was thinking like some like UCLA questions, like mm-hmm. you know, simple things. Favorite place to eat in Westwood? Man, I don't even know. Like I, like people are gonna say fat sows. I don't like fat sows like that. I don't. Oh, okay. I hear a lot. I've never been. I what, keep hearing What is wrong it, with you? Fat Sal's is only a place when you go when it's 2 a.m. and you're coming from being mm. out. It's not See, good. That's, that's, different. that's a difference between me and daily. Theo, though. If you go to Fat Sal's <laughs> at 5 o'clock or 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you're nasty. You're nasty. <laughs> I go in there. You're nasty. See, if you go to the Fat Jerry at 2 o'clock after class, there's something wrong <laughs> with Josh. I'm a bigger guy. I used to hang out with linemen, like and just being a, a linebacker and hang, like me, Chris Barnes, Low Kenny, even Langy. We used to go to Fat Sal's broad daylight, <laughs> be seen in the public, exposed. That is crazy. During yeah. the season, during oh the season, Josh needed. That's why his bod pop was so up. Whoa, 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 mine was not up like that, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. There's a difference, though. It's different between me and you. I didn't. I didn't need to be a little guy. I needed to be bigger and hold my weight. And especially at times, I needed that fat sauce to hold my weight. Shoot, I acting like it. they didn't feed y'all enough there. You guys had enough food. Okay, not the I whole time. Yeah. When when Chip, that's that's one. Oh, that, okay. That's one of the biggest things. When Chip got there versus when we were there with more, our food got so much better. I'm not gonna lie to you. Our food really went to from like not very good tasting. Like we had food, obviously, and we were fed, but mm. it was not very good tasting. <laughs> like we were starving. Like it was like high school. It was like the food they give you in high school and cr- stuff. We we're giving. No, I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah. And scraps. <laughs> and then chips catered meals every day. Like the, I remember. I remember like the first fall camp that we had with Chip, and we had like. We had bagels, muffins. We had the omelet bar. We had we had everything you could want. And I was like, "Wow, like this is actually a nice change." Like I feel like I'm my my comments and concerns are being heard. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's doing good in HR. How, how I mean, how were those? How was training table at Oklahoma and Utah? Not as good as UCLA. Um, <laughs> and I don't, I don't even say that like disrespectfully. No, like, right? O- Oklahoma was just. It was a lot of the stuff was very like we had cafeteria. So like the cafeteria that they have, a, they have an athlete like hall, basically. And they send their athletes to their to like their cafeteria to go eat. 
but other than that everything else is catered from all of the restaurants and like the the food places in the town <clears throat> and by the time mm -hmm. you get it truthfully it's always cold so it's never hot and it never like tastes as good as it would <laughs> sit down at a restaurant and then Oklahoma, uh, Utah, Utah, yeah, they have a football cafeteria, and uh, yeah, it's it's all right. It's nothing compared to UCLA. <laughs> when people tell you their food and all that budget that they spent on that food at UCLA was a lot, it was for a good cause okay. because we it's worth it then. Because I I keep hearing about it. Josh and Lokeni, I think, went an hour on it, um, telling different. Okay, yeah. okay. I'm I'm a believer. See, but okay, but the only the only thing I had against that was it wasn't fast out. Get... <laughs> I know not that, about. but it, it was like we used to get like uh catered in like it would be like considered a snack from places around. So like we would get like Popeyes, we'd get like Jersey Mike's, like we'd get some some other things catered mm. in for like these snacks and those used to be like clutch oh with more so, like that was the yeah with more yeah you know, like, so it was fire but that was saying we'd, we'd get something like we'd get chipotle like we'd get these things but we weren't getting three three meals a day so like it was that but also <laughs> and, i don't know if we should look into i remember at one point they were thinking about making our old football locker room into an athlete cafeteria but i don't know if they ever went through with it yeah. Wait, where where is that at? Where is the old one at? So, like literally across from Wasserman in mm -hmm. um next to Pauly Acosta. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you know how it's like it's like football Polly and then Acosta. Yeah. Like that was our old that was our old locker room. Oh okay. Huh. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, you I don't think. That's like how old, how long, how long I was at UCLA. Like, well, yeah, you were like Cal State San Bernardino days. So, were you doing? I mean, did you do? Did you do too? Ooh. Okay, well, it's did different, we, huh? Talk about that on the podcast. Can you? You can. Go ahead. Yeah, I really well, haven't we, had a touch he, on him. I can't even talk he, about he, it like he can. Because well, I was oh, there for a true. week for training camp, and that was one of the most brutal weeks of my life. It was the most brutal week of my life. Well, no, I'm so I'm curious about your perspective because uh, I talked about it with Lokeni and Josh, but they're from the IE, so they're like used to the heat and all that. But you're not. So how how was it for you? Because they they had family and stuff visit. Like I mean, they were, it was closer to home for them. But how was it for you? Yeah, because you didn't have. Did, were you the last year of two days in? Like yes. was it two days in San Bernardino? I was the last year of two days. Um, okay. It, but it was it was last year of two days, but it was the morning was a walkthrough and then the afternoon was a practice. But I don't know how other schools do it. Oklahoma, like we we would have like our fall camp was we practice at like our facility at the school because we had a field there and then we would go down the street and practice. But it wasn't like, all right, let's take you guys out to the middle of nowhere mm -hmm. where it's 100 <laughs> degrees and you can't have 115 we can't have anybody come see you you're just on a campus where there's nobody <laughs> in school and you guys just play football have two days and i promise you there was times during that camp i was contemplating whether i wanted to play football i i legit i legit was like i had there was a couple days where i like i was thinking to myself like all right like i'm gonna tell coach i can't do this anymore <laughs> that, that one 100%. week that i had there was so bad just mentally, if you can make it through that, you can make it through anything. 
And I don't even think Josh has told you. They used to have them do Navy SEALs. I don't think Josh got to do it, but they used to have them do Navy SEALs training before they went into camp. So they were going... So, yeah, so... I think two years before I got there was the last year. So I think Jayon Brown and Miles Jack, Kenny Clark, I think they might have been the the last class that did it because I don't think the following class did it. So when I got there, I had heard about it. Mind you, we still had two weeks of – when I got there, it was two weeks in San Bernardino with two days. But I guess they used to do Navy SEALs for a week and so two weeks in San Bernardino and then go back to UCLA. So you can imagine how much that was. But even for me, like my first my first as a freshman, I think even though I wasn't home and like I'm used to the weather and stuff like that, I think being a freshman and like my first time experiencing like kind of not being the guy. Mm. And like, mind you, when I came into a room where a guy like Jayon Brown's a backup, I know yeah. I have no chance of playing. <laughs> so like right. I would get my practice during I would during like indies and like position work, I would do that. And then that'd pretty much be my day. <laughs> so like, that's when I was like, dang, football is really not fun. Like, unless you're like the guy, football is not fun. I was hurt for the majority of that week that I had in San Burns. So I was in full pads on a bike doing pushups and sit-ups the whole camp in the 115 degree weather. Doing literally doing push-ups and full pads with helmets on and shoulder pads just on the sideline, just watching. I everything. never understood that why coaches why they had the whole thing of like it was like they're almost trying to see if you were hurt or not. But it's like put you in I'm there hurt. so you will hurry up and get your ass out of there and get yeah. back on the field. Right. That's why they put you over there. Yeah, no, it is it was definitely a mental thing. I mean, that's why they even sent you guys to San Bernardino in the first place. And then they don't want you guys to just lollygag if you're hurt me, or whatever. I had I had a few ideas of where we could have done camp. <laughs> where? <Josh>? Where? <laughs> UC uh, Santa Barbara. Oh, is that nice. the one right off the water or something? Nice. They don't got a team. They don't have a football team, and it's away from LA. You want to be nice at the beach? Yeah, but you trying nice to? Weather. It's like the Cowboys. They come to California. They go to Oxford. Yeah. They it's still California though. Not really. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that like the valley? Isn't that wasn't that maybe closer to where you were at for high school, Theo? Or Oxnard is closer to closer to Santa Barbara, but it's oh, not okay. it's not quite. But yeah, it is it is close to where I went to high school. But hmm. I'm saying Santa Barbara don't got no football team. It's not like so like it say we Cal went to like, San Bernardino yeah. or even either. At least you would yeah, have a exactly nice that's what that's walking the practice. Oh, okay, so, we could have went to we could have went to UC San Diego. They oh. don't got a football team. You're, now you're just being I've a little bougie. Josh. You're just being a little yeah. bougie. You're just being bougie There's now. No I'm trying to help the team. <laughs> they, See, my team would be feeling good going into the season. I'm building yeah. morale. No, I'm getting this away. I just never understood that all like that whole concept of trying to kill your players and camp right before you go into season. I just never understood that. And I'm it's, not even saying like coaches yeah. like try to do that on purpose, but like they try to do it on purpose. But yeah, yeah, and like putting, like yeah, putting your players in that right before you go into season, and then be like, oh, like we got guys down, we got guys hurt, we got guys with nicks. Like yeah, yeah. What did you expect? <laughs> yeah, we're banged up week one, right? No, no. Well, like so for me, I mean, the highest I ever did was a uh, high school football at Downey High, and, and I didn't play. I was like five two or something. Um, but we had a um a Navy SEALs dude as our conditioning coach, 
and he'd be having us do the most for no reason. And then he would have the timer on the scoreboard and they're like, this is how much time you have with Bob. And his name was just Bob. And he always had sunscreen on. It would be cold outside and he'd still have sunscreen on his face. And you're just like, man, you knew he was just like a, he was a good dude, but like a bad dude. Like you don't want to get his bad side. And he's one of those dudes. If someone's slipping up on the pushups and everyone's doing it. And so after my four years of, of high school football, that was it for me. That It was the conditioning for me. I was done. I was, mm-mm. I couldn't do it. So I thought, I thought I, like two days and stuff were done up here for camp. We have uh it's called a, like a power practice and it's pretty much two. It's pretty much a two a day, but in one session. Really? Like so during the so season like, or, or we during camp? During camp. So you have a full practice. You take a break and then you have a full practice, but it's like the breaks like 10, 15 minutes and then a full practice. Mm hmm. Couldn't be me. You know, yeah, I will just... say the memories, like, I think my favorite parts about college football are one, obviously, like, the relationships. For me, the relationships with the guys that you have. Like, I feel like there was a lot, there was a lot of days where you would come into that locker room and people would be dealing with stuff, whether it was mentally or just stuff going on in, like, your life with your family or just whatever it may be. But for me, the guys in the locker room were what made everything worth it because like you could come in, I feel like for me at least, and you could be down, like you could be mentally just exhausted and drained and you sit down in your locker and you just have somebody just cracking jokes next to you. And it's just like, ah, like, here we go. Like, <laughs> all right, I guess I can't be down today. Like, right. I got somebody right next to me who's cracking jokes and it's kind of funny. So like, that was my, I think that was my favorite part about college football. And just the off-season workouts. I have so we have so many stories we could tell you just about off-season workouts and like game sims. Uh, is that what we used to call it, Josh? That was the one with uh with Coach Alosi. Coach Alosi, game sims, and all those different things. Those were definitely some great memories. Um, up to five a.m. every day. Something too that I talked uh, talked with Josh and Lo Kenny about was Don Pelham. Do you have a favorite Don Pelham suit? favorite Don Pelham I just love his suits just in general I love his suits I mean I think Don Pe- oh Don Pelham when we would have our Josh what was that called every Friday when we would have our our mental tests and Don was- uh yeah um I don't remember uh I don't remember what they're called but like essentially what it is is the day before a game in a team meeting after walkthrough I think um yeah. Chip has this like, I don't even know what it's called, but pretty much every position coach would go down and ask questions to guys in their group and they had to answer in front of the whole team. And like Pelham had the inside linebackers. It was like military style. Did he tell you guys though before you he went up there? Um originally no, but I think when I moved to the outside linebackers room and it was Chris and them, he would give them like a whole list of them, and it could be any three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it, like, it's basically like meant to like just put you on blast in front of the team to see if you actually know what you're doing. Um, oh, it's like about the playbook and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you get it wrong, like, I mean, like, everybody's not going to hate you, but like, right. more so if you get it wrong, they're going like, to oh, look at you crazy. We need, like, we need to get this 
straight. We need to correct this yeah. before we get into game day. It was um, like a, it was almost like a homework check. Like, are you doing your extra, like, a, like a pop quiz? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like yeah, he would go tough. up there and he would like pick a random person like in the linebacker group and be like, if it's cover three, the wide receiver motions, the running back goes out wide, it's empty. Now he runs back in and he's in the backfield. Like, what's your assignment? And then if he motions back out, like, what do you have now? Oh, damn. And like, you gotta be like, you basically have to be quick with it. Damn. But yeah, but yeah, what Theo's right. like referencing too is like Pelham was like on a whole nother level from <laughs> all of the coaches. And he like he he wanted the linebackers to be like loud, like said like with confidence mm, and mm. like almost like bullet points. Like that's how he wanted you to answer. Like and if you didn't do it a certain way, he was gonna let you know later in the room. Like if he would disappoint <laughs> the group, like he would it's like, damn, we gonna get lectured about this one because somebody either didn't have an answer or just the way they just the way they said it. Because if you get it wrong, it makes him look bad. Yeah, yeah. To get on. Mm-hmm. Facts. No, that makes sense. When you transfer out, or you enter the, uh, or when you transfer out of UCLA, was the transfer portal a thing already, or like was that was the transfer process different for you going from UCLA to Oklahoma than it was from Oklahoma to Utah? That's what I wanted to ask you. Um, yes. When I had entered the portal after you, like going from UCLA to Utah, I mean, UCLA to Oklahoma, transfer portal really wasn't a thing. Right. There it was, was like somebody, the next year, I think. Yeah. It was right after I transferred, like mm-hmm. where it kind of really got booming. There was somebody who transferred that, um, like right before I did. Was it Chris Murray? No, 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 no. He transferred like a year after me. Or oh, he transferred like that spring. Oh, okay. But I'm saying there's somebody in college football who was like a, a pretty well-known name who had transferred before me. But like, that was about it. There was not a lot of people like, it wasn't called the transfer portal. Right. So like right, right. transfer from Oklahoma to Utah, it was very, I mean, everybody was in the transfer portal. It was very saturated. And mm-hmm. um, I feel like a lot of it like depended on if you like in order for you to find a spot or for, in order for you to get on a team like it depended on like when you entered the portal so like That's some true. people if you entered during the season or if you entered like in december rather than march like that kind of guaranteed you a spot or like gave you a better opportunity to, to like a coach to be like hey like we can bring you in versus like if you went in there in march just because they had a lot of spots filled and they're a lot of coaches were like, hey, like we have to wait, we have to wait to see if like somebody transfers or something like that. So yeah. I always wondered if I would have entered the portal. Cause I I mean, I I had times where I was thinking about it. Um and it was before the portal. So it was like, dang. Um, I kind of like wanted to fill it out. I know one year, like I had people talking to Notre Dame, like to see if they were interested, and then even there was a possibility of me of either Utah or Oregon when it came down to one of my last years of like, I want to go somewhere else for you. Like when you entered it, was it like you wanted to see who, like who was rocking with you? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, as far as you kind of like are a free agent. So like anybody can reach out. Was anybody like you want to see like, dang, am I like that for these people to reach out? To? I mean, of course you went to like Oklahoma's like on the top, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So like, was there any schools where like, Wow, like, damn, they're reaching out, or like other ones, you're like, dang, why are they reaching out? You know what I'm saying? Um, 
I think, well, like when I at first decided I was going to enter the portal, like I had no idea. I was kind of like a little bit, I was a little bit scared because I had no idea what like happens. Like mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, so like I put my name in and like what happens next? Do like coaches reach out to me or like do I have to reach out to them? I was and, sad when you did that, by the way. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I know. And I remember like we had played Oregon State. And I think I had entered the portal like the week after Oregon State. And I kid you not, I put my name in the portal um, during the week. And then I, you have to wait like two days for it to mm-hmm. like get in there. And I remember I had gotten a text from like one of the people who worked in the compliance office that like, oh, like and gone through, had, had gone through and your name is in the portal. Like as soon as she said that, like a coach from Oregon State hit me up immediately. And I was like, I was like, what the I was like, this <laughs> works? <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow. Um, but for me, just because obviously like I was coming off a season where I had done like I had done something and I had probably like I think like 50 plus catches, I mm-hmm. figured that a good amount of schools would reach out to me. And um I actually I had originally I wanted to go to a school like Oklahoma. I wanted to go to Oklahoma and I had reached out originally and Lincoln and Dennis at the time were like, hey, like, we would love to, but we don't really have anybody because nobody's transferring right now or nobody's leaving. Mm-hmm. And then came like come December time, right before signing day, they had like two dudes or like, yeah, two dudes leave. And then they were just like, hey, like, come on, like, let's do this. We have we have a spot for you. Um, so I don't know how that ended up. So you. Okay, so you don't go into it. I mean, I'm not saying you go into it already knowing what team you wanted to go to, but you you just kind of took a shot a chance at, at on you just kind of bet on yourself and said, "This is what I'm gonna do." The, yeah, that, a, big, a big chance is like you just like knowing obviously like your capabilities and knowing like what you have done, what you can do, and mm-hmm. like I I would say to people because I wasn't gonna get it in the portal. <clears throat> Like if I didn't think teams were going to reach out to me and like I got into the portal knowing like I I knew what type of school I wanted to go to. I wanted to like go to a, a type of offense with like an offensive coordinator who was just very creative with mm-hmm. use receivers. Um, Like I knew I wanted to go to school, whether they threw the ball a lot. Um, I, I kind of like had a plan in terms of like going to school where they had like a lot of receivers who they had produced. Like, so I, I really had a plan and like tried to make sure like I got that. I got that choice right. So what um what you were looking for coming out of high school and what you were coming for as you said or or when you were transferring and what you were looking for then was it a lot different? Like is it just like maturity level or just playing at college level? Now you kind of maybe know what you want or like how much different was it your mindset on on looking for the right school for you? A lot different. I feel like when you're in high school um you're not for at least myself you're not I wasn't like mature mentally mm-hmm. enough to really like understand like all the variables that come with like being a successful receiver and like the different things that can like hamper you like if you're in the right offense if you're in the right system um it's just like all the different like factors that come with it so I felt like once I got in the portal there was a big like change in like my mental of like understanding, okay, like this can help, this can help you. Like if you want to reach that level or if you want to get this amount of balls, if you want to do this, do that. 
Gotcha. Um, so this is a safe space. I am a member of the media and I've talked to Josh about this several times. Um, what, what was your, um, what was it like for you dealing with the media or interacting with the media um, and different things like that? I think even when you transferred, there were, I think, forgot what it was where there was like, oh, he transferred or here's why he transferred. And I think you said like that wasn't the case. There was, there might have been something like that where you had to clear something up. But just dealing with the media, especially at all your different stops or not all your different stops, but at your three different stops, um, was it very much the same, very much different? Um, well, my move from like Oklahoma to Utah really wasn't anything. There wasn't really any like media coverage on that, but mm -hmm. from like UCLA to Utah, I mean, UCLA to Oklahoma, mm -hmm. um, I had talked to like a couple of media people and I think, I think one of like the reporters, when like I transferred, they had said like, I transferred cause I couldn't get into like grad school or something mm -hmm. like that and I was just like no like I just <laughs> I just wanted to like move on and go to a, a different school it wasn't anything like that but um it was mostly like cool like everybody just wished me well and I mean they were they were understanding and it wasn't it wasn't anything crazy I feel like when I transferred though like people a lot of people were like oh like what's going on like what's going on over there because I feel like after I transferred there was a lot of mm -hmm. other people who entered the portal also so people were like is there something going on with ucla and i was just trying to be like no like i that's just me i just wanted to i had been there for four years and i just wanted to go to a different school and just experience a a different uh a different offense a different uh a different a change of scenery like uh i just felt like i needed a, a fresh start somewhere else gotcha um josh what or was it much the same like i mean again i wasn't there when more or less when theo was there but where they kind of would walk you guys over and you walk into the, just like the group of reporters. Was it, was it the same when Theo was there? Was it that same kind of deal? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like it's, it's, it's pretty much been like that since I, since I got there. Um. What? So yeah, when you, when you like have to do these, I'm just curious, I'm just curious to know like the player side of, because I'm just sitting there and I'm like, Oh, Hey Theo. And we just ask questions or whatever. But like for you, like, what is going through your mind? Are you worried about things that we're going to ask or like, do you care? I know sometimes they may kind of um, when you guys are walking over to, to the media guys, you're like, Oh, um, I guess, I don't know if Andrew and Steve were there um, when you were there, but it was just kind of like, Hey, like this is kind of what they asked so-and-so before, or this is the trendy thing. This is what they may tell you about, but like, uh, just what, what are, are you guys nervous at all? Or, or I know a lot of times guys will kind of say the same thing Chip said in a meeting and stuff like that. Um, is it challenging for you guys? I'm just trying to like kind of gain some perspective on, on for you guys so I can kind of approach it differently when talking to athletes. Um, I think, I mean, I don't know. I think it depends on the person. I think it's different for everybody. Some mm -hmm. people may not be as comfortable with like public speaking. So yeah, like that's part of it. Come and talk to like the media. They may have like a little bit of anxiety or, or fear with that. But um, when I go into it, like after practice, usually I, I have no idea what you guys are going to ask. And I kind of like that just because I felt like every time I was talking to the media, it was a chance for me to like. To like just explain to people or like show people who I am and like work mm -hmm. on my public speaking um, just because I knew that was very important. Um, 
And usually like when we go, when they're bringing us over to you guys, if there is anything, I don't know if I should say this, but if there is anything like controversial or like anything that happened in the program, Mm -hmm. they will like say like, Hey, they may ask you about this. Like, so like, don't Mm -hmm. think too much. Just, yeah. Yeah. Just keep it brief. No. Yeah. I get you. I figured that was good. I'm sure everyone kind of, kind of knows that, but no. Yeah. So I was just kind of curious too, just about that. And, um, Josh said like because I know Josh kind of has talked about it before and he said like I think the first time you do it it's kind of like you're nervous like we had uh John John Vaughn's recently and he did his first one and you can tell he's like kind of nervous and he's kind of shy about it but like, I know we when I was there we would talk to Josh almost like every week and I'm like man can you give us someone different I'm tired of Josh no um but it was like we had Josh every time so um or at least once a week mm-hmm. so we so he got comfortable like over time just doing it over and over um, I just wasn't sure how often you were doing it or talking to the media um, and, and talking with good old Ben Bolch and stuff. Yeah. And I think a big thing for me, truthfully, was like I was a little bit more comfortable because I think one of the main people was um, Crawford Pearson's dad. Like I went to high school with Crawford Pearson and like obviously he was like running Broom Report. So like mm-hmm. it was just funny to me, like when he was asking me questions, because I had seen his face like since high school. So like it really wasn't anything like any pressure for me. Gotcha. Josh, uh, anything else for Theo? I was just like last question is any advice to, you know, a young college kid, a young college receiver? Young college receiver. Ooh. Um I don't think I have anything to a young college receiver other than control what you can control. Um, Being a receiver or a young college receiver, I feel like you go through a lot of stuff in terms of like battling with upperclassmen, trying to earn playing time um, and all of that. And then once you finally do get your opportunity, there's still like other factors that come into play, like, um and yeah there's there's other factors that do come into play like I feel like as a receiver you could be out there and you could be doing good but you just may not get the ball so I would say just control what you can control like just control your attitude and your effort um and just keep a positive mindset just because eventually I feel like things will go well and um even if they don't end up being how you want it to be people notice people notice that stuff that you put on film in terms of attitude and effort and i feel like the the ball does find the ball does find energy and in, in people who sell out and just give everything they have awesome um yeah theo thanks again so much for your time i appreciate it um this was fun i've been wanting to talk to you forever so um, for me it was a real treat to have you on and i'm sure for for josh just being able to catch up with you Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? 
That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.